Hey everybody, welcome to Gossipin', the podcast where me and my friends gossip while we're sipping. Today's podcast, we are going to all get together and talk about some family dynamics, but first, what are we We sipping, ladies? I got some rosé over here. Mm -hmm. I had a good red wine. And I have a good Art of the Cooper red wine blend. Wow, twinning. I brought this up earlier. I would really like, if we could just dive in, I would really like to know, does anyone truly know what a red wine, like I understand it's a blend of red wines, but like, do they just, is it like the leftovers that they just throw all like in a barrel or is it like, like I, I'm serious. I'm not kidding oh. about this. I you have, have some really high end blends. A red blend, I think, is just a blend of red wine, Natalie. Like, okay. Yeah, but I think, what she's try- I think she's like trying to be like, what very kind of like, or is it, well, yes. But I think what she's trying to get come across is like, is it the leftovers of like what they couldn't put in the rosé bottle? Like, do they just you have throw it different? Blend? You have different types of reds that like they can that blend. Yes, <laughs> yes. But thank that, you. I'm saying that you blend. have different. Jeanette just tells me blends. that it's. If Jeanette just tells blends. me that like, it's red, red wine. You can have a red blend okay, that's like Jeanette, dry, asking, or a red blend that's like. But what she's asking is: Is it like a specific part of the barrel that they take to blend with others, or is it just like the leftovers and then they just fucking? Shove I think it, it all depends together? on the wine. And the okay. grapes, most likely. I just yeah. think, right? Like, are these the ones that didn't get stomped on, and then like they get tossed in another barrel? <laughs> I just really like it. Just interesting. I think me. I can say with confidence that none of us fucking know. Yeah, Not, none of us are sommeliers. Therefore, oh we. Oh my have god, that's the word no I was idea. thinking about, but I didn't want to say because I couldn't pronounce it correctly. <laughs> I just feel like I just feel cheap when I drink a red wine blend, honestly, because it's like I don't I just... think it's cheap. I think it's bougie. <gasps> I like well, red, I like red this blends. red wine blend was bogo. So you tell me. Yes, I think that's cheap. <laughs> you may have fourteen percent alcohol. Option. Yeah, you may have just gone for a cheap option. I think, like, like Apothic Red, my grandma loved that one. one. So, just love to know if anyone has more details on the origin of a red wine blend. I would love to know. I'm drinking a Truly right now, so there's my knowledge on a red wine. I am drinking a Sauvignon Blanc, you know, Mm. today. Wow, Wow, very classy. Hey, get into it. Is that the Australian Australian wine? You got the yellow tip off. Yeah, Yeah, there you go. (laughs) It's definitely having a blunt. So if we're concerned about who's being cheap, we know who's really being cheap over here. So, like we mentioned earlier, we're going to be talking about family dynamics, just so you guys can get to know us a little better before we start diving into other topics that we'd probably want to talk about on the podcast. Um, but for starters, since we are all, most of us are all back at home uh, due to the coronavirus pandemic going on, um, we've all had to move back home, you know, hang out with our siblings a bit more. So, you know, I think a lot of our relationships within our houses have changed a lot since we've gone away to college, come back and, and started working. So like, what's the sibling relationship like? Because I know me and my sister, she's come back from school. And so her and I were pretty close before, but now it's a little different. Like she's definitely her own person, not that she hasn't been, but she's definitely more steadfast in her ways. So I don't know, like, what are your guys' relationships like with your siblings? Those of us that are home, like with our with our siblings and stuff. I think it's just me right now. This is Vanessa. But for me with my brother, it's funny because he's always seen me sort of like as a second mother because there's eight years in between us. But I feel like now since I've been back, there's been more of a friendship kind of role with me and my younger brother. 
um we're watching a lot of netflix together we're hanging out we're bonding he actually tore (laughs) funny he tore out the screen of my window and he's been tanning on my roof oh my god these are such a badass (laughs) so yeah we've been doing that and then we started stranger things um a lot how good is that it's so good and it's funny because i'm usually not into sci-fi but i've been really enjoying it me neither but it's been nice. Like, I feel like we haven't had this much time together. I want to say maybe since like summers in between college. So having this time together has been really, really fun, in my opinion. I'm not quarantining with my family. I'm quarantining with my boyfriend because he lives far and my uh, parents are a little older and my dad was sick earlier last year. I'm looking at people like you, Vanessa, people like you, Jenny, even my dad. My dad's been quarantining with my, quarantining with my grandmother and she's 95. And they play Uno and they do all these things. And I'm kind of looking at it from the outside, looking in a little jealous of like all this extra time you're getting to spend. Not that I'm not grateful because we, me and my boyfriend don't live together. So when it's time for us to move in, it's who can say they've gotten like a crash course on what it would be like to live together. So I'm proud of that. But like feeling sad about the time I'm missing where you can really bond with your family because you have no other time you're going to feel this close or be forced to spend time together where there aren't those outside distractions. So. I feel like you both are really lucky that you're getting this time with your siblings and your families that you won't get back. Especially you, Vanessa. You don't live at home, really. And no. Jocelyn, too, with her mom. Yeah, Jocelyn, are you saying you bond more with your mom since you've been home? Um. Yeah, my mom and my dog, Coco, who y'all may hear me speak about a lot because I love that little dog. But yeah, I mean, I'm not, I don't have any immediate siblings. I have a few half-siblings. But... Uh, I would say me and my mom have gotten closer. I mean, it was definitely like World War Three in the house when I first moved back in because, I mean, me and my mom are very much alike. And I also was living like on my own, like living like an adult. So it's kind of weird to move back home if since I, I really haven't lived at home in like seven years. Like when I graduated high school, I immediately left home. So it's kind of weird to be living at home for this long of time when the longest time I probably spent at my home is like two, 10 days. So I would definitely say that me and my mom after the 10 day period had a little rough patch. And then now we're a little bit, I would say we're, we're a lot closer. I talked to her a lot more things and yeah. So, and my dog isn't mad at me anymore. Because technically, I took her room. So, God forbid Coco be mad at you and throw a fit. She might. She runs the house, man. It's because she's going to tattle on you to your mom. She tries to. She looks at her like, when is this bitch leaving? And I'm like, (laughs) I ain't going nowhere. So, my dog did the same thing when I got back. He was looking at me. He's like, You're not home for this long. What are you doing here? He's probably like, Vanessa, did you lose your job? It's okay. <laughs> Tell us the truth. <laughs> Knock on wood, yeah. we don't get to that. Right, right, right. No, yeah, sorry, right. sorry. Fingers <laughs> yeah, crossed. I need my job. Also, PSA, if, any, if, if anyone has lost their jobs, I am sorry. My heart is with you. I, I feel you 100%. Um, I think for me, it's kind of interesting because I've gotten a little bit of both. So, uh, you know, my family, both my parents came over from – they're respected countries, and so it's really just been our initial family, me and my two brothers and them growing up, so we we're all very close. Um, I've spent a majority of this time in Orlando, um, also spending most of the time with my boyfriend, but we're not too far to where I can't make the drive, so I, I made the drive with them once, 
um, and spending that time with them, kind of just that relief, I think is something everyone needs in terms of what's going on right now and to see their family. Um, it's so nice, especially if you have older parents, like just seeing them and kind of seeing that they were okay. And, and it reminds you of how much love you have in your family and how much like no matter what's going on, that care is always there for you. And we're actually all three going home this weekend. I think we're going to spend like two or three weeks at my house with my family. And that'll be the first time the five of us are together in the house wow. for that long of a time, really since I was, since my oldest brother was in high school, because Michael and I are seven years apart. So I'm actually really excited. I know there's going to be plenty of fights, but I'm, I'm hoping I get good TikTok material. Um, so <laughs> right. that's something to look forward to. Priorities. Right. So I'm really excited to spend that time with them. And I know my mom, it's just like, and everyone can attest to this, that look on your mom's face when just like she knows her family is all at home and all safe and with her and like under her wing is just like the best thing. I think what goes along with that now is just my relationship with my brothers is so much better now that we're older. Like my middle brother and I hated each other. Absolutely hated each other when we were younger. He knows that Alex, what's good? Like we... Did not have a good relationship growing up, but it was literally since we got out of the house and away from each other that we were like, hey, you're pretty cool. And I think a lot of people can attest to that in their relationship with their siblings. Yeah, I think I can attest to that to like my mom, like you were saying that you and your brother are a lot closer now. And the same thing goes for me and my brother. We did not get along when we were younger, but like, I don't know, it wasn't anything crazy. But my mom and I now, like what our relationship was when we were younger when I was like teen angst trying to go out and stuff and she was just like going through a lot I mean I she I come from a divorced family so it was a little bit different and when I was probably entering my hardest years that like teenage year where you feel you know the most angst and rebellion and want to do your own thing was when she was entering a divorce and going through a separation and entering the recession so it was definitely a little bit harder but even when I moved back from Boston, I think I called Vanessa in the middle of a panic attack from just like an argument that my mom and I had because I was so used to having such a good relationship with her living so far away when like being there's such a health in being in your own space from and I will say this till the day I die. I think the I think families have the potential to be the most toxic relationship because you never pick to live with them. You are born into that. And just because you're raised with them doesn't mean that the way they live and how they process things is the way you thrive in. And my mom is like super controlling and wants to clean everything all the time. And although I have similar traits, it's just not as intense. I like feel you, Natalie, on the... Well, you can come live with me. I don't have any of those high maintenance cleaning traits. So if that's (laughs) something you want to get away from, I'm your girl. I think I'm going to pimp out my mom to you as a cleaning lady for a while. Hi, I'm, a, I'm, I'm a little drunk. <laughs> <laughs> okay, wait. Um, uh, what about I'm you, actually, I'm, <laughs> I'm actually sipping um, my wine out of a straw because I thought it'd be efficient. But now I'm fucking tipsy. So, wait, my bad. Just, sorry, you're not letting like, it aerate. okay i know we're having a serious conversation but like why is that you definitely get more drunk when you drink through straws does anyone i would also think it's because you're and you're just like slurping it in you know it's kind of like a feeding tube you're just like (laughs) and you're just like fuck here i am a glass and a half later 
Um, yeah, let's talk about family. So <laughs> you're like the my, drunk uncle at the dinner table. Like, all right, who wants to talk about politics? My, well, <laughs> I let's have talk two, about sex. I have two older brothers and then I have three half sisters. You know, my dad was a G. Um, <laughs> so I have a, a full house. <laughs> um, it was great growing up with my brothers, but I'm the younger sister. So I had a lot of difficulty there um i'm pretty close to both of my brothers my oldest brother and i are uh 12 years apart or something like that and then my middle brother and i are five years apart so there were definitely different dynamics growing up my oldest brother was like dad number two and then my middle my middle brother middle my middle brother (laughs) was um more like you know my accomplice uh, in crime same. and I think it's still kind of the same uh, my brother Edwin and I shout out to Edwin Club Edwin is lit, um, it's lit. Love <laughs> Edwin, Edwin and I <laughs> my, my middle brother and I are pretty close we still go out we still party and then obviously because my oldest brother is like 12 years older I would hope he wouldn't be out partying with a bunch of 20 year olds he's you know married man with children but he's still a good person to go to pretty good head on his shoulders um, Edwin's just a little wild child, but yeah, um, great dynamics. I'm not living with them now. Um, I'm living with my mans. Shout out to Max. Um, but you know, he's always outside smoking a cigar. He pretty much lives on the balcony, so I live by myself in this apartment. <laughs> you and Shayla. <laughs> Me and my dog Shayla, who's not here. She saw herself uh out the door. And uh my three older sisters, I have a relationship with one of them um the other two are kind of like you know doing their thing but they're also like uh i don't know i think i was like zero years old when i was born and they were like definitely yes, you like, were zero <laughs> years old when you were born they were definitely like 30 so <laughs> by now they're they're definitely like 50 or 60 <laughs> i can't sorry <laughs> it's because I have a straw. Honestly, PSA, don't drink out of a straw. I'm concerned. It hit me like a bus, yo. Um, so Amanda, you you had mentioned that you came that your parents had divorced. Um, and I know I think we all kind of have different parent backgrounds as like where we how we grew up. Like I know my parents are married. Um, and so like I was raised with both parents in the house. And I think for a time you were raised with both parents in the house, but at some point they they had split up so i think it would be really cool to get everyone's different points of view from coming from different um parental backgrounds i think i'm actually the only one that comes from like officially divorced parents like i know joss your mom has done the single mom thing from the jump right yeah my parents never were married so which i they're just like hey and i'm here and then they just split up and yeah so no. But I think that like our group is a little bit different or like not the mm-hmm. norm that out of the six of us, only two of us come from single parent homes, which I think is super cool. I love listening to your parents have these super long, successful marriages. Um, but yeah, I lived with my parents, both of them in the same house. So I was about 15. And it's funny because. I went to a small like private school in Miami and my parents were like known as the couple like in love. So 
it was very interesting, like hearing other people's reaction. I think I never really thought of that because I was in the mix. So like I could see and I think a child always picks up on things as it's coming down. Like, you know, when your parents are fighting a little bit more, like when there's tension in the house, I always say that my like house was like the Cold War, like no one spoke. And like me and my brother wouldn't speak just in case we ignited something. Um, but it was interesting. I think it's definitely an adjustment to all you like divorced parent kids out there. It's weird seeing yourself go from like your dad, you coming home and your dad's on the couch and your mom's like in her room doing her makeup or like something where, you know, both parents are there. Um, but to be honest, all that really did was just get me that much closer to my parents because my time with them wasn't guaranteed where I came home and I knew my dad would be there. So I didn't know that because he wasn't. So when I hung out with my dad, I like made sure to give him my time. Or when my mom asked for one-on-one time or we'd go shopping, like I'd make sure to give her that time. Cause when we got back home, she had to be both parents to me and my brother. So I think it's a little different. Um, not to say that you guys don't appreciate your time with your parents because you have both of them in one house, but it, it was what I needed to like appreciate the time because my life was almost like so picture perfect that like I took it for granted I think yeah I definitely think I had a different and someone's reing up (laughs) I'm so sorry I didn't realize how close it was to the phone I am so sorry I had to restart we sipping we gossiping (laughs) we sipping and gossiping no bitch keep going I will continue to talk yeah this is the point of this podcast remember when I was drinking water remember when I was drinking water at the beginning of this Jeanette give me that straw baby (laughs) (laughs) I'm about to get another truly um but anyway, back to our super serious topic while we're being fucking clowns. Being real, being raw, gossip baby. Gossip in. Yes. Gossip in. Keep going, um, living up to that name. Go ahead. Go I ahead, was, Amanda. What I was going to say, and um, God forbid, none of you, this is more for the advice for our listeners because we know they'll be in the tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands. Um, I think you need to think of your parents as people. Like they were whole ass individuals before they popped you out. And I know that that's hard because you think of them as your parent. But when I saw, I was young when my parents first started, you know, having their problems. I was 14, 15. Um, But I just always saw my mom and my dad as like individuals. So when I saw they weren't happy, it was almost like a no brainer to me that they would break up. And I think it rocked Adrian, my brother, a little harder. He's a lot younger. So I always say my parents got divorced at 15. His got divorced at 11. It's a different level of understanding. Um. But it's just, it's an adjustment for sure, but you can't hold it against them or blame them. I mean, granted, I had a very different, like no one cheated. It's just, they grew out of love and it happens and there was a recession in the middle of it. So there were so many things. I think it would, if it would have been a nastier divorce, I might have different feelings. I'm very blessed, but it's just how I look at it. And if God forbid that ever hits closure to home for any of us, friends that we have or other relatives, like. It's just an interesting perspective. Like you're not a bad person or a bad parent. If you get divorced, you're just trying to be happy. And I think for your kid, that's the best thing you can do is try to make yourself happy. That I think you're also really blessed because your parents are still friends, even after everything that happened. And your stepfather is also friends with your, your biological father. So I think you're also blessed in that way. Cause I've seen a lot of friends who come from divorce homes and there's still so much hate or angst or anger or sadness. So you also, I feel like that also probably came with time, I'm assuming. Yeah, but... it was rough. Like there were times where it was like, tell your father this or tell your mother that. I definitely, 
any like breakup with a friend or a boyfriend or whatever, there's that that initial hurt where you can't help but to be mean. Um, but I'm definitely lucky looking back. I mean, I remember when my stepdad first came into the picture and like the awkwardness and the tiptoeing. And now they're at this place where my dad will come over to smoke a couple cigars with my stepdad, like on a, like my mom will come home and she'll see her ex-husband's car in the driveway. And she's like, yo, chill. (laughs) Um, so yeah, I'm super lucky, but yeah, that came with like time and me pushing and Adrian pushing and like momentous occasions coming by, like a college graduation or high school graduation, things that you have no reason at this point to carry animosity. So just move on kind of thing. It helps to be an adult. But Joss, I like, I give your mom so many props because even my my mom can say a thousand things about my dad, but she always had at least a partner in parenting where I feel like your mom did a damn good job on her own. Hey. Huh. Yeah, yeah, I agree. hit it. I mean, I would say my mom did an amazing job um, raising me. I mean, it's funny how you say like, about families and like how you like it wasn't like you see your family as people and how most of you have never like had parents who are divorced because like I think my mom is the only one that's like never married or like divorced so I mean not I'm sorry not divorced or like never been in a relationship where it like turned into marriage I mean she's there's five of them and she's the only one that's single so I'm sure that was hard for her in a lot of ways but I mean I would definitely say it took a village to raise me I mean there were a lot of I spent a lot of time with my aunts and my uncle especially growing up like I think when you have two parents you can kind of like play off of two but like when you have one parent you kind of like don't have another person to play off of so like if my mom's pissed at me, like there's no one else to go talk to, like that's just it. Jocelyn, so, sorry, yeah. I don't mean to cut you off. I just have a question. Do you feel like your mom, you said your mom was super hard on you. Do you yeah. feel like she was harder of a disciplinarian because she felt she had to do it both? Like there was no, there was no one else to have that be, you know, like. Yeah, the- I would say so because like, I think she was so worried that, I was going to come out and just like be super wild and crazy. And I mean, I am still wild, but I'm also very, very responsible. Um, So I'm wild within reason. And I think her being strict, it was kind of to instill that in me. Like you can have your fun because my mom was also a wild child and she'll tell me that straight up. But like she knew how to like handle her shit and take care of her shit and be responsible for herself, which is the same way I am. Like, I love to have a good time as much as the next person. She definitely had to be strict. Jenny, like, you have two parents, and I feel like your parents have, like, a pretty close, and you come from a really, like, loving home and family. Like, in terms of discipline, like, what was that like for you? It was good. I mean, it wasn't... I'm not really the best example, just because if my parents said no I was kind of like all right well then it's no like I'm not really gonna um I'm not really gonna fight you on it but like seeing my sister grow up watching her grow up her and I have a five-year age difference she was very much the one that was like well why not and why can't we do this so like it was either it wasn't hard 
on any of us really just because we were pretty good kids so like our parents would kind of find a way to make things happen for us but like for them to say no it didn't really bring up a fight on my end and it didn't bring up a fight on Kat's end either it was just more like she was like well why can't I do this and then she'd find her way like she's like well if my friend can take me can I go and then my parents would be like well yeah and then there's me like the one that's five years older like why didn't I think of that like I was just kind of like, if it's no, then it's no. And that's all I can, like, that's all I can, you know. But yeah, I mean, that was me being the oldest. So watching the youngest, you know, Vanya, I think, Vanya and Amanda, you guys can attest to that. It's more like, wow, like the, the youngest one really does get away with everything. Like, it's it's, so it, or they do yep. get what they want, you know, it's it kind of so different. It I is so true. Everything. I look so, at like, I know we have... and I'm like, you got no, that's very tired. Very tired. Yeah, like I was like, wow, like my like Catherine got a cell phone in like middle school. And I was like, I had to wait till I was a freshman in high school to get a cell phone. And it wasn't even my own. Like it was like I had to share it with my grandmother. So like, like it was it's just it's different things. Like I didn't even have Facebook till I was a freshman. Like it it's all these different things. So I know we have two people in our group that are younger siblings. So what was it like growing up as the youngest, like or Jeanette and Nat? Like what was it like growing up? as a younger sibling oh man okay so everyone says that I got away with a lot which I personally don't think I got away with anything, <laughs> but in comparison Lies. to my brothers I guess I mean like I guess so my family dynamic is really interesting in a way because so yes I'm the youngest of of three and my oldest brother and I are seven years me and the middle uh brother are four years apart but my parents are a lot a lot older like my Mom had me late 30s, maybe 40, I think. Um, so, oh, she's going to kill me for exploring. I don't know her age. She's going <laughs> to kill me for saying that. You know, honestly, until last year, I didn't know when my mom's birthday was until, like, I had to file a government document. You're like, horrible. No, not oh her God, birthday. No. Like, I know her birthday, her birth year, because she kept lying oh. to me. And I was like, Mom, this is a government document. You cannot tell me a random year. Like, I need the year you were <laughs> So, whatever. She finally admits me. Anyway. So, I think for me, same thing. Like, parents got tired. And, like, at one point, my something, she was just like, go. But my dad, so strict. Being the only girl and youngest in a Hispanic home, you don't stand a chance. I've just taken a handful of trips, like, in my college years. And my dad may or may not known that I've taken these trips but my mom always has and that was like her one rule because she's not dumb she knows her husband she knows that he won't let me do half the shit that I did and the thing is I just want to make it clear I wasn't like dealing drugs or anything it was literally like <laughs> staying out past like 11 30 like I swear to god like when I hit 11 like so dealing I drugs <laughs> Natalie was, it was up until 10:59, and then she no, like, like cut it off I worked at a pizza place and like I would be scheduled to close which is like 11 or 12 and it'd be like 12 my dad's like where are you and I'm like I'm at work <laughs> like at the corner was... dealing drugs no like, oh my god <laughs> hello oh my god. anyway so it's just really interesting and when we talked about like uh you know single parents and disciplining like it would be so different if my parents were together because if I just lived with my dad we would not be friends. Like, I wouldn't be here right now. I'd probably You'd be... call us heathens and not let you hang out with us. I would probably be at some all-girls, like, Catholic school, boarding school, like, with no boys, like, anything like that. But with my mom having her there, she knew that, like, some things weren't as... Because my dad's biggest thing when we were growing up was, like, no sleepovers. Like, I don't know why. He thought the family would kill me or they wouldn't feed me or, like, he I wouldn't come home the next morning. So... No sleepovers was the number one thing. And, like, I don't think I slept over someone's house legitimately until I was, like, 15 or 16. Um, Are you kidding? And, I yeah. was no, always out of sleepovers. Swear. Nope. I didn't have sleepovers either. Me, 
she was like, like oh this is my break i'm a single mom you going bye no See and you like, later even, i would get in trouble even if i asked like it wouldn't even be like a thing so it's really interesting because i think about that dynamic if i just lived with my dad i wouldn't be able to do anything but my they had such a we're on opposite sides of things but when you have that partner like they can basically have your back shout out to my mom she was the reason why I had a good time in high school, but was still a straight A student. What up? Um, and so it's really interesting. But the discipline when you're the youngest and especially being the girl, there, there are double standards. Like I'm sure Jeanette has plenty of stories of double standards that were thrown on her. But like it definitely was difficult. I think my parents are finally now seeing me as an adult at almost 23 years old. And so it's good. I think things are moving in the right direction. But. So I will agree really. with you. I will agree with you on that, Matt. Uh, a fellow uh, younger child, uh, female child, I should say. So having my two older brothers really sucked because, again, I too come from a uh, Hispanic family. Shout out to Colombia. And so my, my older brothers were able to go out, party, go on trips, be home at like, I don't know, midnight, one, two. I don't really think they took advantage of it. And I think when I saw all of that, I said, okay, it's my turn. Here I go. You know, put me in coach. And they didn't put me in. (laughs) The coach benched me. I had to be at home at nine all the way through high school. And there's a saying that says, like, strict parents raise sneaky kids. And boy, was that true. Um, I'm going to get that as a tattoo. (laughs) yes matching tattoos I think honestly we always joke around about this but Jenny's like the angel of our group like her parents told her don't go out she didn't go out my parents said don't go out I said okay but let me figure this out real quick um I I was very sneaky I think there's a lot of things that like even to this day my parents don't know that I was doing if you're under 18 listen to your parents um but I'm just saying it's you know I don't know looking back on it now I think if I were to raise my kids in the future, I'm still going to be very strict. Like I'll definitely be like the bad cop and my partner will be, or my boyfriend will be the good cop. My husband, I hope at that point, <laughs> who knows? But um, <laughs> I, I think you do need to give them confidence is basically where I'm trying to get at. And I, I saw the imbalance of having two older brothers and being a girl and them saying, well, no, you can't do that. I was not able to sleep over period. I, the only time I had a sleepover was when I moved to college. Um, and that's a whole nother can of worms, but I'm just saying, you know, a lot of times I think it's because you're a girl and your parents and the whole like culture of being Latino, you know, they want to protect you and they want to make sure you're good, but boys, you know, you're hooking up with girls like, yeah, that's my boy kind of thing. And, you know, as the feminist that I am, I think that I want to I want to kind of break that for my children and my hopefully all girls. Uh, Another thing too, real quick that I'd like to point out is uh, that it even came like to the chores like like my brothers had to cut the like mow the lawn and my brothers had to like right my brothers had to like and we had to clean the dishes and pick up after dinner like wash the car and do all the like boy stuff and my mom was like oh you have to like you know cook and this and that and so i rebelled and i said no like fuck this i want to learn how to do it all so to this day i can change a tire and i can cook it all i'm saying (laughs) is i think you know that whole like machista culture that we have is great in certain aspects 
but it's also not good. I think that like we should also teach our boys to cook, you know, because like they got to eat. I think we should also teach our girls to like change a tire, you know, do an oil change, mow your lawn because you're not always going to have a man next to you. You know, it's 2020. It'll be 2030 or 2035 by the time you have kids. So I don't know. That's my two cents on that. Sorry, I had to get a little political, you know, got to sprinkle it here and there like the salt man. I totally feel like what Jeanette was saying about rebelling against it. Like, and this is no disrespect to like my family or my dad. I just remember because my dad's a lot older and he was raised by having his mom, his aunts, his grandmother, everyone care for him and take care of him. So that's what he's used to. My dad's from Honduras. And I remember he was like, why don't you, he was like, like Natalie, help your mom in the kitchen, like with the dishes and, and you should help her do this. And I was like, why, why do, why do I have to, like, why don't boys have to? And it, never made sense to me just because you know my growing up was so different than his and I had to talk to him about it and be like dad like I, I am worth so much more doing this like I will do this if the boys do it too and that was kind of the dynamic we had and I think my my brother saw that too it's not like my brothers were ever forcing me to do anything for them but my dad kind of had to have that change of mindset but I get it from where they're coming from that's what they're used to like you know you don't really see men doing the housework and cleaning and whatnot so to them, it was like, oh, yeah, my daughters are going to be the same way. So I definitely think it's like a learning experience for everyone. So in, in the dishes thing, my mom used to make me wash the dishes. And I started breaking the dishes on purpose so she wouldn't make me do the dishes. Um, yeah, I was bad. God, Jeanette. <laughs> I know, mom. Sue me. Okay? I still owe her a whole bajilla de platos. My bad. still love you, though. Um. Yo, Vanessa, though, real, real, real quick. Let's talk about these cultural differences, girl, because you and I, you know, we got it. You went to Canada. You were out there doing your thing. (laughs) And then you moved down to Florida, you know. Um, And, you know, you and I, we're not army brats, but we were little gypsies. I moved around a lot growing up, but one thing that it was mainly my mother because my mom lost her mother really young. So since the get-go, my mom always raised me to be very independent. She's like, you have to learn how to stand on your own two feet because you never know what can happen in life. And that's how she raised my brothers as well. So for me, it's sort of wild because my dad be like, you're the girl of the house. You need to do that. And be like, no, Gus can do this or Caesar can do that. Why do I have to do it? It was more like, and now my dad will say, he's just like, I guess I'm a feminist because I support everything Vanessa's doing. So it's really like, he'll still sometimes only say to me, he won't even say it in front of my brothers, but it's true. My parents always raised me. To be, and I think I've just always had a very independent nature in itself. And moving around a lot, I had to take that independence in first days of school. Like when I didn't know absolutely anyone, I'd be like, okay, hi, let me just go up to people and say hi to them. Even and though tell them you saw their birthday on Snapchat. Yeah, most likely. And that's how we became friends. <laughs> you see? Look at this one. So yeah, I feel like cultural difference is a really big thing. Like I know me and Nat have talked about it before, but I remember... I had one really good friend who came over for dinner once and she just sat like was standing like by the bar of the kitchen eating. And I was like, we eat at the dinner table. And I, she's like, what? And I was like, yeah, like my family eats dinner together every single night, like phones off. Like that is our time when we're all together. And they were so shook by that. Oh my gosh, and, preach. I'm and, still shocked by that because <laughs> I eat by myself all the time. Like we might usually do like Sunday dinner sometimes. Yeah. yeah. It's not common for me either. So I get your friend no and honestly like I crave it so much now when I'm home so like now because of the quarantine my mom will make me breakfast and I'm used to like eating by myself 
and then she'll sit there in front of me and be like so what was the meeting about today and I'm just like what because you get you're so you don't get used to it anymore when you move away from home and now I'm like I crave for it I'm just like even if my dad's on his phone I'm like can you please get off your phone and give me love like show me attention like please. but <laughs> I think that's the Gemini Oh, definitely. Definitely. But it's just like, I'm going to carry that on with my kids. Like, I don't know what iPad, iPhone, iDevice will exist, but you will be sitting all at the table together. And like, we're all going to be talking and telling each other about our days. Yes, Vanessa. Yep. And if we go to a restaurant, I'm going to give you a crayon. Yeah, that's a crazy thing. (laughs) You're going to especially. That's the craziest thing too. Now is like, now it's whole families doing it. And like, I'm not saying my parents are never, but especially now with everything going on exactly what Vanessa said I had so many friends growing up because I grew up in a predominantly like whiter area and it was like people would would go days without like seeing their parents be like oh yeah dad just like goes works and comes home and like goes to bed and like doesn't say hi like doesn't engage like I didn't go to bed without a kiss from like my mom and dad you know like that was like standard like tell everyone you love them when you go to bed because you don't know what's going to happen the next day so definitely seeing other cultures and like just seeing how they interact when it comes to family is so is so wild because you think everyone the same way as you and a lot of them don't. I do yeah. want to call out that a lot of the times me and Sister Sonia didn't have dinners together because she traveled a lot. So yeah, like I know, like uh, the, yeah, I'm not, I don't want to make it seem like Sister Sonia just forgot about me. She just would. She would just travel a lot. So there were times where my mom would be gone. Like, especially in high school, my mom would be gone for like a week, like leave Sunday night, not come back until like Thursday. And I would have to take myself to cheerleading practice. Like we would have friends come to my cheerleading competition. So she didn't just forget about me, but she had to work. Yeah. Like, and that's like a sacrifice. She had to keep a roof over your head. Exactly. Like when you have a single parent, like those are some things like you sacrifice. Some of those, I guess, like more nurturing moments, I guess. Someone's got to pay the bills. Like you're not paying any bills. So, I mean, I get it. Yeah. I mean, in my house, we grew up, it was interesting. Uh, We grew up in, so I have my dad's family is American and my mom's family is from Cuba. And so like I grew up down here in Miami. And so with my grandmother living with my Cuban grandmother living in the house since I was, since I was born, but my dad worked um, in NASCAR. So he would, for a lot of the time, I think for maybe like the first five years of, of my life or from what I can remember, like he was up in Daytona working at the speedway up there. So like our, we had family dinners, but it was like me, my mom, my grandma, and that was that. And so my sister came along. And then once my sister came along, I think my dad was already down here. So he would like work down here at Homestead at the Speedway. And then, you know, during the Daytona 500 would go up to Daytona. But I mean, like, it's really interesting growing up in like, I have, I have like an American family, like my dad's side of the family is from the Midwest and like in Indiana and stuff like that. And like, I was so very much raised in a very Hispanic Cuban household, you know, where it's like, we, we go to church on Sundays. We do, we have family dinners, not so much now because we're all older and especially like since my sister's now in college, like the only reason we're having family dinners now is because she's home. But like on a normal, regular schedule these days, I don't get home till 7.30, 7, 7.30. So everyone else has already eaten dinner. So I'm eating by myself. You, you made a great point. Like, you know, you get home at a certain time. And as much as like, I personally would like to continue that tradition, Max and I, my boyfriend, parenthesis, um, we don't have dinner together. And so I think that like, I don't know if that's something that we'll be able to transition because, for example, my mom was a stay-at-home mom and my dad 
was the one that brought the bacon home. And my mom had to, like, you know, clean the house, cook, and do all the other housewife duties, um, you know, back in the day. And I don't know that, like, I'm going to, like, shape up with that. Like, I'm going to be working. My man's going to be working. And is it going to be feasible for us to have dinner together? Maybe on some days. Would I like it to be every day? Sure. But I don't know that that's going to be something that I'm going to be able to accomplish just because of, like, the changing times and because, like, unless your man's making, like, 250 plus, it's really hard to maintain a household of three kids, you know, five mouths to feed, etc. So it's interesting that you say, like, on a usual day, like, obviously you live with your parents. Usual days you guys don't eat dinner together. But now that your sister home, it's more like the family dynamic. Do you yeah. think that it's a different transition that... Like, basically, if you were wanting to go out, do you still abide by your parents' rules? Or is that something that you're like, I'm an adult, I've been paying my bills, like, I do whatever I want and come and go? Um, no, I definitely still abide by the rules just because it's still their house. Like, especially, like, I definitely abide by my mom's rules because it's her home at the end of the day and she can kick me out whenever she feels. But even at the same time, like, there's never been a moment having moved back here <clears throat> where it's been like, well, hey, mom, I'm going to go out. Well, no, you can't. It, there's never really been a, a moment at that point. At, in the you know what two three years that we've been back or out of college I've never had that they you know they've always been really and even growing up like they were always really okay with me like as long as I told them where I was going what I was doing basically they were always okay with all right go great have a good time like just let us know give us updates and I think think it's a little bit different so like one of the reasons why I have not like moved back home because my parents don't give me that much freedom like that's just the honest truth like I would still have to like kick and scream and beg them to do stuff. And for a lot of people, like they don't understand that. Like I've told people like, oh no, I can't do that when I'm back home. Cause like my parents would never let me. And they would be like, what do you mean? Like you're an adult. And I'm like, okay, but you don't, you still understand our dynamic. Like I can't just be like, okay, well I'm going to do something anyway. Like when you're in their house, you abide by their rules. And my parents' rules are a little bit stricter when we're in the house. And so, you know, I just kind of, already established a life for myself outside of that it's really hard going back I see things from how I was raised and and stuff that my parents did with me or said to me and just like think about oh I'm never gonna do that but then I thought that when I was younger and now that I'm older I'm like oh okay now I understand why my parents did that so for anyone was there certain things that you're like hell no I'm never doing this with my family or some things that like we were just talking about dinner family tradition We want to keep that, but now stuff that we wouldn't do with our families. I definitely think, like, for me, I would, that's something that I would want to incorporate. I agree with Jeanette in the sense that I don't know if it will be, like, feasible to have dinner every day with your kids. I mean, especially in advertising work, typically until, like, six sometimes seven sometimes later I mean obviously you can put draw those lines in the sand I guess as you get higher up but I mean I don't know if it would be feasible to have dinner every single night with my kids even though that's something I want but I would definitely make sure that it's like a Sunday thing I mean that's what my mom did to me I know Vanessa's like super keen on that so she'll probably really want to make that happen with her family right B? because i'm gonna be a pta mom there will be cupcakes at school vanessa me too i was like what you mean you're not gonna have dinner every night minivan riding through the car line picking these kids up i'll that definitely will- be a dancer cheer mom 
that doesn't mean I'm not saying I'm gonna be a PTA mom oh, or no, anything I'll pick you like up that. Oh no, for margaritas at happy hour. Yeah, I'm just saying about? that I'm being realistic <laughs> with like with my career, like as well. Like obviously, again, as you I'm gonna be draw a line in your sand, but yeah, we'll probably all be at the soccer games together. No, yeah, I'll be the mom. I'm gonna be the mom that pregames the birthday party birthday party is going to be for all your kids yeah you said we weren't going to do that <laughs> you don't yep. even need a pregame you got to wait till they go to sleep and then the the kid party turns game. into the adult party Plus, right. the first the three first years birthday party least. is for the parents not for the not for the kid <laughs> yeah the parties are the one-year-old birthday my one-year-old that's for birthday that's for the parents it's for me i made it through a year of you keeping you alive congrats <laughs> this is this You're is my still day here <laughs> This is my day. <laughs> this is yeah. We, well, we will most certainly be pre gaming at all of our kids' events. I'm sure of it. Pre gaming, we'll during gaming, during, during after. We'll be we'll be the kids at the football. We'll be the kids. We'll be the parents Mike, at the football stadium, grilling we'll out front, to, being like, "Hey, we'll come shotgun a beer with us." With all of our- <laughs> one, one of your kids are gonna look at Mike and be like, "Your mom's drunk again," and they're gonna turn around and be like, "Well, look at your mom." <laughs> like, they're <laughs> be like, "Your mom <laughs> fell last time." No, you're gonna be like, right. "Your mom, your mom gave her." Where do you think he got? She got the booze from your mom. Damn it, <laughs> your mom brought it. <laughs> Damn, literally a whole when I was new in high generation school. of your whole, mom, Yeah. A whole new generation, when, man. Literally when I was in high school, my best friend's mom had all of her college friends fly down one weekend. And we thought we were cool. We thought decided to hang out with them. They grabbed a flamingo out of the garden, drilled a hole, and were doing beer bongs all afternoon. These 45-year-old women. And I remember yeah. looking at it and being like, I'm judging you, but low-key, that's going to be me. This so, is my future. And here we are. Yep. And here we are. Well, I think that is a fun little insight into our family dynamics and and how we've all grown up and, you know, grown up without knowing each other and then coming together and, and, you know, learning how similar and different, you know, we've all grown up. Um, But yeah, I can't, I can't wait to, for us to have our own families and, and impose our own family dynamics on them. I I think that'll be, I think that'll be really interesting. And then they can start their own podcast. Hashtag cul-de-sac. Cold tag. Their podcast will just be going for our episode. Yeah, they'll just pick up where we're going. Honestly, they're just going to be making fun of us. We want to talk about our the week that we've had. I have a bunch of bruises on my legs. Yeah, climbing up onto that boat really kind of hurt. Well, you weren't. It's well, you weren't picking popcorn up half the boat. So no, I was my bad. I'm sorry. I was thinking I'm this, so sorry to everyone. <laughs> no, the popcorn was me. No, you two. No. Were, and then okay, you're gonna take full responsibility because on the boat you were blaming me, and I knew damn well. No, because I, this I was is... also drunk on the boat. <laughs> you two literally turned turned to me, and you like I swear we're talking about children looking into our future. Like that's what it was. With this one point, Amanda pointed. Jeanette, tell her she did it. Jeanette, I didn't do it. Tell her she did it. And they just <laughs> went back I think and forth. I don't know where I Jocelyn was. Jocelyn and I were at the happened. front of the boat. Having they just went yeah. back and forth. <laughs> making me pick one. Front of the boat. Gremlins were like, you can't give them chocolate. Don't feed them after midnight. Or they turn into these little fucking monsters. Like, That's that me. <laughs> me and Jeanette were like, don't give us the truly after 4.30. Because <laughs> no, it's too late. Too late. We were bad. I just remember we didn't just give you like... truly after 4.30. We gave you out of the end instead. Oh, okay. Oh, right. my gosh. So much. So my dad took the walk. My dad took the, the walk from the six of us back to the car. He said he wished he filmed it. He said it was <laughs> iconic. 
Low key, I'm not gonna like... lie, Vanessa. I definitely peed on the sidewalk before I got in your dad's car. <laughs> I peed up the boat. I peed up the dock. I had someone holding me as like a lever. My oh, dad that was literally... me. That was me. Oh, that was me. <laughs> Damn, bitch, I, I know you literally was alive. just like, how I did looked you at get you and I said, if you boat. let go, you're gonna fall into this deep dark water. No. And you're like, I'm not letting go. Are you letting go? And I said, no, bitch, I got I you. Honestly, tell, tell me how. The definition no. of a ride or die at this No, level. tell me how they, the guy was like, our driver was like, oh, there's a bathroom inside. Go ask. Me and Vanessa go ask. And he's like, okay. And we were like, no, it's closed. He's like, all right, I'll figure it out. Pulls out a towel, stands behind us. He gives us the hose and he's like, take this hose and just I like remember. looked at us like, yes. you know, we literally like, you know what to do with this hose. That was not his just, first time. That was no. Not. He definitely, he's definitely had a. Can we oh talk God, about? Wait, some- he he had his phone in his hand, and Vanessa was like, "Natalie, he's recording me. <laughs> he don't want to see that. He's not recording you." But Vanessa made him put his phone down into his bag, and I was like, "Bitch, he don't want this on tape. What the? Yes, fuck? I definitely you never remember know? peeing on that. Yeah, dad. no, that was good. I'm glad that we right. told him to stop. Can we? My bad. I definitely how- peed on the sidewalk. Can we talk about how we left this man? Just our pride left on the boat, thinking we'd never see him again. And then he rolls up the next morning with our Uber Eats order. Yeah. That was karma. That was Jesus. What? I was like, Miguel, is that you? No, No, I didn't. I wasn't there for that. He came to the door and said, happy birthday. And Natalie's like, it's my birthday. So I popped my head out and I'm just like... It like literally felt like I saw a ghost. We Let's talk about how drunk tape. Natalie was that she didn't recognize the boat driver. <laughs> <laughs> I just like Wait, I was like for real he my birthday. Up with the Uber order? He was our DoorDash driver. We ordered Einstein's and he was our DoorDash driver. And he walks up to the door and he's like, Happy birthday. And I'm like, Oh thanks. And I'm like, Wait, what? It's not my birthday. And then I'm like, Miguel. And he turns <laughs> and he and I run back in the house and I'm like, Arg boat drivers here and everyone runs out and like literally we all said hi like we knew him him and vanessa just like stand they just stand and stare at each other like a scene in a movie of like are they about to fall in love (laughs) and because he had my dog and i was like i need to get my dog away from this man oh she wanted that dog can we talk about natalie um going viral on tiktok Yes, if you oh want to follow me, netcap5. It is literally still getting likes and follows. I have gotten, like, over 300 followers. It's at 300,000 likes. The first one, the part two. So if anyone doesn't know, um, Vanessa had a Real Housewives-themed brunch, and we all dressed up as our characters. And I recorded an intro a, and then two parts of our taglines. Unfortunately, one of the taglines is doing better than the other, but that one has <laughs> Vanessa in it, so I guess I can't be that annoyed. But I'm in the second one, so if you want to check that one out, so is um, Amanda, Jack, and Jocelyn. What a hater. But, yeah, I am, for sure. Honestly, if you go to the comments, if you go under the comments of the first one, it's literally, it's literally just me being like, oh my god, thank you, go check out our part two. But no one's doing it. But it's okay. I'm I happy. mean, your part two still has like 30,000 views relax no yeah i'm happy with it i'm content like this fame is really more than i could ask for and i really think it's just gonna help me skyrocket to the next level so uh I'm, i'll take you guys along with me for the ride don't worry and thank you, five on tiktok thank you all right guys so what are we sipping to this week well i'm sipping because on top of having probably the craziest week at work um we are moving apartments tomorrow. Well, I say we're moving apartments because I've just decided that I'm a we until quarantine's over. But my boyfriend's moving <laughs> apartments, and I have been creative coordinating his move 
And I am so proud. I have everything color coordinated by the room, by like necessity. I have been so organized and it's probably the most my peak at life at this point. So um, I'm just going to celebrate my biggest accomplishment right now with this truly. Cheers. Nice. Thanks. I am sipping to becoming a uh, bird mom. Um, yeah, it's been. Woo-hoo! Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, I was chosen. I didn't choose the bird. The bird chose me. Yes. And um, it has been quite the experience. Lovely little thing. Um, loves to nibble. Two of the four people that live in the house love the bird. The other half, eh, not so much. So we're going to sit for that this week. I guess it's my turn. <laughs> um, I am cheersing to getting through the shortest long week I feel like of my life. It's been... I've only worked three days, actually not even, this is only the second day. And I'm like, <laughs> oh my God, thank God it's Friday. Tomorrow is Friday. Did because I, yeah, I took off uh, Tuesday and then they gave us off last Friday. So I had a five day weekend. And let five me tell day you, weekend. this three day week is feeling like a five day week. So I am choosing to making it through this week uh i've had so many meetings so many projects so yeah cheers bitch (laughs) okay well in case you didn't hear i went viral on tiktok this week so definitely (laughs) what i'm choosing to netcap 5 is my tiktok and honestly i will have to say this is gonna sound cheesy but i think it was even more great that I got to go viral with my friends. I mean, most of my friends were in the second part of the video in case you want to blow that one up. But anyway, the um, shade. it's okay. I love everyone. And honestly, they made the content. They, they helped me out. So it's all good. But also, on a serious note, I've had uh, three interviews this week for potential jobs. Not Ooh. sure if they're going anywhere, Ooh. but they, things hey. are. They're going Hopefully. somewhere now. Things we are going love somewhere. a job interview. We do love a job interview. We're speaking into existence because that's what we do here. And, you know, I'm just hoping for the best. And I got to see my friends. And tomorrow's Friday. So this was a pretty decent week besides being deathly hungover on Monday. But we're good. So cheers. 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 And Jeanette, take us home. No, bye. Just kidding. So- I'm so sorry. <laughs> It's okay, it's because I'm hiding in my closet. But I'm sipping because I handed in my first solo project to the client this week. Yay! A lot of times I usually assist, but this one was all by myself. The client and like loves me now and she always wants to see my face when you do Zoom calls, which I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing yet. But um beautiful. It'll be bad when you're hungover one day. Right. But um, she loved it, and I told her actually that we went viral on TikTok, and she's like, "I'm gonna bring that up at status with my team because I think that's so funny." So I'm. Spreading did the you tell her about the you. second one? Or just I did. The first? Okay, good. I sent All right, her sorry. Both. Never mind. This isn't about me. Keep going, Vanessa. No, but it's so. This is. I'm not gonna say the client, but it's an entertainment client, and they actually wanted to do something with the Real Housewives. So she's like, "That's so funny that you brought that up." So, a. Natalie the content creator (laughs) tell her she has all the rights I give her everything I'll sell it to her she can own it she just needs to put my name out there well we'll talk later okay so I'm gonna cheers to getting back into the gym um so if y'all haven't figured this out I'm in Florida 
And, you know, Florida ain't taking this shit for real. So I'm back in the gym. No mask, no gloves, no glove, no love. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my God. I can't. Oh I'm just out here, you know. Also, wait. Um, so I've been out of the gym for quite some time, but I was able to squat about, like, 155, if I remember correctly. And I was able to deadlift about 145. For those of you that don't know, um, on a bad day, I weigh 130 pounds. On a good day, I weigh 125 pounds. Yeah, so me too. So that's well beyond my weight. You know, I'm tiny but mighty, bitch. Call me a fire ant. Um, so, yeah, that's what I'm <laughs> sipping to. <laughs> you cheers. know, Jeanette, cheers, bitch. Yeah, we're going to cheers. Cheers, just stop. cheers, everybody. <laughs> well, with that, I think we will end this podcast. Thank you all for listening to Gossipin', where we gossip. While we're sitting with our friends. Bye, everybody.